I love that last bit. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, friends and connections, we are back in the studio. Oh, it's an emotional day. We're actually recording the opening episode to season six. Let me say that slowly. Season six of the Foy and Jones show. This time it's going to be really special because in every single episode, we are going to be reaching out to you, talking to you, and we're going to be inspiring our stars of the future. And that's what that banner's all about. It's about reaching out, making a difference, and getting the next generation into our sectors. And today, to launch the the show, we've got some amazing people in the studio. Of course... Producer Charlie's back in the house. <laughs> Charlie Hula, rock star, videographer, podcast producer, all round top fella. Great to have you back, Charlie. Great to be working with you. Cheers, and man. we have from Foyne Jones Recruitment, we have got our brand director, Holly Louise Spring. How you doing, Holly? I'm all right. How are you? I'm very good. Much better that you drove us here. We arrived early. <laughs> we wasn't late. Charlie was speechless. Look, I was actually downstairs in a pre-podcast meeting. How posh does that sound? Very. A pre-podcast meeting, ready to go. No messages. Where are you? Your guests are here. We were here. We're ready to go. And we've got a very special guest sitting next to you, Holly, haven't we? Have we're welcoming <laughs> Taylor Jenkins to the podcast. How are you doing, Taylor? I'm good. How are you? Oh, Taylor, I'm absolutely fantastic. So, this episode, we will get to know the guests, and we'll be talking about what to expect from season six. Charlie, you can probably see by the props I've brought, you know, we're going to have a little football catch-up, because it's been a while since I've been in the studio, and lots of things have happened in the world of football. We're then going to come on to some more poignant subjects, because, like it or not, the R word... The R word of redundancy is back in our sector and we've been pioneering some real one-to-one redundancy support and career sessions. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit more detail. Then we're going on to the doing the right thing. and It's a message to employers and hiring managers in our sector. Something Holly's put together about why should we? Why should I work for you? What are you offering? How are you going to treat me? What's the job seeking experience going to be like? And... We'll wrap that up, leaving some passionate and positive advice to the next generation. And Charlie, every episode, we're going to get every guest involved, every one of our VIP guests, they're going to give and share three words of advice. So that's what the show's going to be about. A um, few, few catch-ups for people. Last time I sat in the studio, according to my health check yesterday, Charlie, I had the full MOT. Um, I'm 48 years of age, or am I 48 years young, Holly? What would you well. say? Can't be nice. <laughs> okay, 48 years young. 48 years of age. If I take the hat off, I look old. If I keep putting the hat on, I look younger, <laughs> apparently. Um, but I did my health check, and uh, sadly, I've gained a couple of stones. Um, <laughs> but but my, 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 uh, my cholesterol level is okay, so that's good. Um, but my alcohol consumption is probably um, embarrassing. Mm. So, so I'm a little bit bigger. <laughs> I'm a little bit more, I've got a little bit more alcohol body, in my body than we last in the studio. But... Two important things to talk about, Charlie. When I was last sitting in the studio, this football club were a championship team. They are now a Premier League team. And we are in sixth place in the Premier League. My little Fulham are in sixth place in the Premier League. But, Charlie, we're looking up to a certain club from North London. (laughs) How are you feeling about Arsenal season? I sort of liked I liked it a little bit more when winning the league was a joke because now everyone thinks we've got to actually go and do it. But... I'm honestly, I personally, I'm so happy. I love to see my favourite club playing the way that they like to. And, and I'm going to say it because I want to. You were 
quite lucky nicking that win against Fulham, to be fair. Um, well, when you came to us. Yeah, I mean, we were one up. We, we worked sure. hard, man. I was yeah. there. We worked hard for it. Yeah, I mean, I mean we, it was proper Arsenal Wenger time, wasn't it? It was, uh, we we're going to play till <laughs> Arsenal get the winner. But, but look, I mean, I never dreamt I would be going to the Brighton-Fulham fixture, which is the last fixture I attended, with us in, with us in sixth and seventh place, respectively in the Premier League and I know I said I wouldn't bring football into it early Holly but I have brought football into it early so I've just I've just moved the script around a little bit you enjoyed the Brighton Fulham match didn't you? Yeah I did a little bit I've got a little soft spot for Brighton in my heart now I thought you say soft spot for Fulham sorry no, no. For, for Brighton Fulham's just, just around you yeah it? like I, I understand what's happening with Fulham because I'm told about it continually whether I want to be or not <laughs> is that a good thing? is that a good thing? Um, Taylor you like football don't you? I do now. Yeah, you do now. But um, your your other half is a fan of Liverpool, is that right? Yes, he is. So uh, that means by default I am also... How's he feeling this week? Oh, he didn't really want to talk about it, did he? Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to talk about it. All right, well, look, you know, we, we are going to come back to football a little bit later and we'll just talk about sort of where, where, where we see the season ending, Charlie, and where it's going to go. But let's talk about our guest. So, Holly... Welcome back to the studio. You're more of a podcast veteran. You've, uh, mm. you, you're a pioneer in the early days of the Foy and Jones show. You've, you've stepped aside to let our producer extraordinaire take over, but we got you in for a few, few, few episodes. But um, your role's changed somewhat in the Foy and Jones world, hasn't it? It's, uh, it's a slightly more exciting and, and slightly more creative. Yeah, I think so. I think it's um, adapted. Let's say that. Brand director. Yeah. So, so, so looking at branding, looking at a client relationships, looking things. How's that going? Cause it's, a, it, it's been a couple of months now. Yeah, it's all right. I think we've, we've tackled some quite big projects early on. We've, we've got a whole new plan in place for a new website, which will launch hopefully in the next couple of months. Um, we've put together some kind of key branding stuff, which I know a lot of our, our um, kind of connections are picking up on, which is nice to mm. see. Um, just creating a more kind of cohesive vision yeah i mean rather than me just doing stupid videos yeah. of me, me talking randomly there's a as well as doing them because i've never want to let them go because they're they're, they're, uh, <laughs> they're quite dear to my heart there, there, there's a lot more uh, branding and positioning around that around our video videography and marketing of the adverts yeah. how we how we position ourselves online and offline it looks really good you know the advert we had in one of the trade trade presses it, it stood out mm. and, and that attention to detail i think i think makes a difference so What's next in the in the brand director remit? What's coming next? We will shortly be announcing our charity partner of the year. Oh, that's exciting. That'll be exciting. Obviously, the website will actually launch, which will be a nice big moment to keep everything tied in together. Um, I mean, they're like the key things. Yeah. They're the big they're the boys. Key messages. They're the key messages. And and I've got new business cards, which I keep forgetting. Yeah, me too. Yeah, OK. But, <laughs> that's a good one, but, but, isn't but, it? But let's move on. But as you can guess, Charlie, Pink is playing a part in the new branding. We're looking slicker. We're looking sexier. And we're on season six. So season six means we're going to bring in a whole a whole array of guests across this 25, 25 episodes. Our first guest, um, Taylor, um, new, new signing to Foyne Jones, been a breath of fresh air. Biggest compliment I can give you, Taylor, is, uh, is you've been here... We're going to say two and a half weeks. Yeah, we're we'll say two that. and a half weeks. Feels like you've been here two and a half years. You just breezed in with that with that Aussie personality, and I'm going to get this right, okay? Uh huh. You are from Australia. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, you're not from Brisbane. 
No. You're not from Summer Bay, because that was a TV show. Yes. You're from Hervey Bay. Harvey Bay. Harvey Bay. Spelt like Hervey. Hervey Bay, Harvey. said like Harvey. Yeah. Um, why don't you just take a little bit of time, if you don't mind sharing, telling us about your, your adventures and how you arrived, not just in the studio, but in England. In it's England, a great story. Yeah. <laughs> Tell the listeners, Taylor, come on. Well, I think I was about 21 when I thought, you know, what has better weather than Australia than England? So <laughs> off I trotted, found myself here uh, as a nanny after working with children for a few years. And the kind of the adventure began then. I travelled around Europe. I worked in hostels and just, I don't know, just did lots of different yeah. things. And then I uh, met a man and been back and forth and now I'm I'm settled here. In Sussex by the sea. In Sussex and, uh, by the sea, and, yes, and, glamorous. And absolutely, already a hit with the people in our business, already a hit with our clients, already popular. Just happy um, to be here. Yeah, just just happy to be here. Just just a, <laughs> just a great carefree attitude to life and something which I think is really infectious. But look, you, who'd have dreamt? Two and a half weeks later, you're in your first podcast, you're part of the team, you're yeah. part of the show, you met that superstar. And that's what we want to do in season six. We want to pe- bring people's real life experience to life. Is it? is to life and actually show what stands them out in an overcrowded market of job seekers, an overcrowded market of professionals, in industries which, dare I say, Holly, are, are struggling to attract talent. Because, mm. you know, if you're a youngster now, you want to be a YouTuber. Yeah, it's not very you know, glamorous. You, 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 you want to be an influencer, like you. Um, <laughs> like me. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be an influencer. Do, do you want to take my career path? Do you want to take your career mm. path? Do you want to go uni? Do you care about uni? And I think showcasing different stories, sending messages of inspiration are going to make a massive difference. So, Taylor, we'll be using your journey you know, your journey in Foyne Jones is something which others can reflect on, others can be part of. And we do something very special at the Foyne Jones Recruitment Group. We change people's lives. That's what you're going to be doing. We're going to be changing people's lives for the better. What else have we got to expect from season six, Holly? Um, we've got big guests, haven't we? We've got some nice lineup on the guests, yeah. We've got a VIP guest list growing by the day. Charlie. We're getting out and about. It's, I mean, this is the best recording studio in the world. Not not just <laughs> not just in the south of England. It's the best recording studio in the world. But we're past pandemic. We're past lockdown. We're going to get out and about. We're going to be recording the show from some amazing locations in the UK. I don't want to give too much away, but it's going to be flagship showrooms. It's going to be football grounds. There's going to be recordings on the beach. There's going to be lots of different ways that we're going to bring the show to life. And if you're a guest and you want to get involved, yeah, we can come to you. You can come to us. And it's a great pleasure to be in. Season six, we're going to make it bigger. We're going to make it better. And we're going to send that powerful message to inspire our stars of the future. That's what it's all about. Welcome to the Foy and Jones Show. This is season six, episode one. Life-changing recruitment for the KBB, builders, merchant and construction industries, creative social content, specialist knowledge, world-leading video technology, helping you find career happiness and helping your business attract its stars of the future. We are Foyne Jones. This is what we do. (laughs) 
Welcome back. And listen, we're going to set the season up and these episodes are going to flow and they're going to flow. But one of the most important things is recognising what's happening out there. And towards the end of last year, um, I mentioned at the top of the show, the R word is back in our sectors. And redundancy is a scary word. Being made redundant is an awful place for anyone who affects it. It's happened to members of my family, close members of my family. And if through no, no fault, of your, fault of your own, your whole world's taken away. Um, you can feel very vulnerable, and, and we're quite proud that we've launched some some real proactive one-to-one career and redundancy support sessions that that have made a difference. And and I think Holly, it's something you wanted to bring in this podcast and just 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 ask me some questions or just share a little bit about about how they're helping people. Yeah, so I think so. What, what what do you want me to talk, talk to me? What, what, how do we cover this? I think first of all, just just let's. Let's talk about why you decided to host some redundancy support workshops. Why is that important to you? I think we we saw during the pandemic, um, we saw global loss of life. We saw the best in humanity. We saw the worst in humanity. We saw some amazing individuals stand up and be counted. There was people that, that were on the front line all through that pandemic. And there are other people um, that, that just really stood up. Some of the guests who've been on the show, you know, Stephen Johnson of KUKA, he stood up and made a difference. David Walcott, who's now in your part of the world, Taylor. He's oh, now, he's, he's, uh, he, he was, he's from the UK to Australia. Back to the UK, back to Australia. He should have a home series. He should have his own TV show. Really, <laughs> what the what the Walcotts did next? That's a theme for an episode, Charlie. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, but individuals like that, David, Stephen, Bart Murphy, people like that within the sector. They stood up and they made a real difference, um, and we we supported that. I was one of David's first saddlers, and we were providing free of charge advice to people who had been made redundant. Sometimes you were just someone for them to shout at on the phone. Mm. Sometimes you were someone just for them to let it all out, and you give them an almost... I'll do, it, I'll do it properly for the camera. You take your Foyne Jones hat off, and I'm not talking about it. I'm not talking as a recruitment owner. I'm not talking as a business owner. I'm talking as someone who's there to listen, who's there to help, and who's there to just give some thoughts, feedback, and advice. And I got a lot out of that during the pandemic, and we did some real big webinar-based, weekly webinars, where 30, 40, 50 people would be coming on, they'd be talking, so we're talking to groups collectively. Um, got lots of different guests involved. Then when we got back to normal and people got back to work, you know, there was there was less need for that. Um, towards the end of last year, some big players in our sector, some big players, and I don't need to name them because people know who they are, um, they started make, making some major cuts and people were vulnerable again. And I had a landslide of messages, you know, can you help, what can you do? And that's tough. Where do you stick or twist with that? Because I've got a business to run. I've got a commercial angle on what I do. But there's also a duty of care. Some of these people were my ex-clients. Some of these people were friends. Some of these people were real potential, staying on theme, stars of the future. 20 years service, 10 years service. I've never wrote, wrote a CV. What on earth can I do? I'm, I can't pay my mortgage. I'm frightened about my kids not being able to go to school. When you're dealing with them conversations, the, the biggest thing I learned was you take people for a process. And that's where the redundancy support sessions were. But the difference this time, Holly, is that I'm doing them on a one-to-one basis. Uh, they're delivered virtually or face-to-face. All, all bar two or three have been delivered virtually. Um, people can book in directly via Calendly, so there's times and dates to suit them. But by doing them one-to-one, they're more intimate. Mm. Um, so people are more open. 
they share their feelings and they share their fears and and then when you when you listen you get them talking about their dreams and what they want to achieve and how they want to move forward and I think that's the that's the reasoning behind it, behind them it's it's trying to make a difference but making my time better for those that are that are spending the one to ones and that's that's really where they are right you know my style I get quite interactive I get quite passionate we go through the pain I'm brutally honest at times. But, I've, well, the feedback we're getting, we're making a difference, I yeah. think. And have you noticed in those conversations there's been some kind of key themes come through of where you've noticed the majority of people perhaps need a bit yeah. of added support? Yeah, there's there, there's there's almost a, a well-trodden path that each, con- each conversation follows. I wouldn't say there's a script. I wouldn't say there's a structure because, you know, I wouldn't stick to that. Um, and, it, and it does vary depending on people's personalities. Some hover on different angles. But the the process itself starts starts really simple where I say to someone, I say to you, Taylor, I say to you, Holly or Charlie, you know, let's talk about the dream job. Let's talk about the future because if we can get your head in a good place where you're thinking about you and you're thinking about the future – Everything that come, comes next, you can influence. You can control positively, you can control negatively. I'm very open. I tell them, you know, that you're going to go on a roller coaster of spectacular highs and low after low after low. Like it or not, potential employers will lie to you. They won't come back when they say they will. They'll blank you. They'll ghost you, which is a new trendy word I've learned, ghosting. <laughs> I know what that's like. Don't know it from the dating circuit, Taylor. I don't know it from that world. Um, but I know it from the job-seeking world. And, and, I, and I would imagine being ghosted by someone who's giving you an interview or being ghosted by a job is probably as bad as being ghosted by someone you're trying to flirt with on a dating site. So true. people are... True, true. true. Thank you, Charlie. So, so, so ghosting's a thing. But going back to focusing on what the dream job looks like... You know, this could be the beginning of something special. Mm. And if we can get the mindset right and you can help, that's what we do first of all. Then we talk about the key components of job searching, what you need. And you've got kind of like three areas you've got to control. You've got to to fix you because if you're not in the right place, nothing will happen. So you've got to fix you. If you're in the right place, two tools of the trade that make a real difference, um, you need to have a CV which you're proud of and you need to have a LinkedIn profile, boys and girls, because today, every application you do, you're going to be stalked on LinkedIn. You're going to be checked out on LinkedIn. If you, if you find Jones, we'll go above because we'll find you. You know, wherever you are, we will find you and then and we will stalk and we'll find you. But But thinking about that, when you go to sleep at night, is your LinkedIn profile the best interactive representation of you, your career, and your potential? So we focus on CV makeovers and we focus on a LinkedIn profile. We then give people advice on taking their first steps in terms of standing out. So how can you get noticed by the person who could offer you your dream job? What tactics and steps can you take to have a job searching tool, an interactive job community, LinkedIn networking community? It's like being in a networking breakfast meeting or evening meeting or a few beers. It's like being in that room every day. So if you've got content out and you're becoming part of someone else's conversation, you begin to get noticed. So we, we focus on that. It's fixing the components. Fix your mind. Know what you want to do next and have the tools of job seeking ready. So a standout CV and an interactive LinkedIn profile, which is working for you. That's really, really important. We're then giving some advice on dipping your toe in the water. You know, it might be a thumbs up on a, or a like on an update for the first time. It might be a cheeky connection request. It might be, actually, I disagree with you, and you put your own comment in. But it's actually getting interactive. It's encouraging people to, have, to, to do that. Then 
there's probably a more emotional section, a more poignant section where we've been supported by some brilliant businesses. Shout out to James Capellabra and Laura Capellabra of Stress Matters because... As I mentioned, those highs and lows affect people in different ways. Um, men in particular, we don't talk about our mental health, so that's important. I talk about mental health and wellness and well-being and resilience in every redundancy support session. Not because I'm saying there's a problem. I'm saying that you might feel great today, but in three weeks' time, you might not feel great. So we've been able to, to guide people towards resilience training. The feedback on that has been absolutely phenomenal. And uh, thank you so much for Stress Matters to, 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 for offering that. But that's important to, to be aware that your mental health is going to be damaged by job seeking. It's not going to be improved. It's tough. It's the toughest gig you're going to do. Getting yourself a job is harder than when you're in a job. So we're very open. We're very honest on that. Sometimes the feedback on what your CV looks like is brutal. Um, I'd say my marks out of 10 are probably as tough as anyone can give, but we give guidance and we give support. And then we, we wrap these sessions up with two, two big areas. And the two big areas are, if you're going to do anything from this moment in time, Whatever you do, make it count. That's really important, making it count. And the last thing is, is, is treat it like a project. Allow some time in the morning, some time in the evening, some time in the weekend, and have fun because you've got to learn from this. And if you can learn from that process, that's where it helps. And the feedback from it has been frightening. Um, what I didn't expect was that when I launched them in November, I'd be fully booked in December and fully booked in January and, you know, actually having to be sensible about how many bookings we have. So that's the theme of them. Yeah. Um, people can reach out to Foyne Jones to get booked in. There's a calendar link. They can do it. But I'd like to think they're making a difference. From your perspective then, if you had to describe the impact that you believe they might be having on other people in three words... What, what would you say about it? Um, motivation, mm-hmm. inspiration, mm. and brutal guidance. Mm. Because I think the brutal element of telling people what they don't want to hear, of telling people how their applications are being judged, how their body language is being seen, how they're communicating subconsciously, that's going to have as much impact as anything. Because if you if you believe your LinkedIn profile is brilliant, it doesn't need any work. If you believe your CV is brilliant, it doesn't need any work. If you believe your head is in exactly the right place and you don't need any more guidance, why are you talking to me? Yeah. And that's the that's the reality of it. So 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 in three words, it's the it's the health check, which is probably a nicer way of saying brutal feedback. It's a health check, it's guidance, and then it's inspiration because the people I meet have got have got so much to offer, and we're delivering this to CEOs. MDs, mm. graduates, apprentices, there's no agenda. I think that's nice. We've seen that, haven't we, with people who have been signing up for it. Yeah. It is of all levels and there's not, you know, there's not ego to play there. It's, I, I haven't been looking for a job for 20 years, Peter. What do I do? Help yeah. me. And that's it, nice. It is. And you go back as well and we start with being very, very honest and very open. This is a real misconception, you know, when people look at a recruitment business like ours. We're a specialist recruiter. We're in niche sectors. We're damn good at what I do. Mm. I can say that Taylor we're damn good at what I do I see it we see it but our job is not to find a job for a person and that's that's tough to hear sometimes our job is to find people for a job Mm. and that's where our income comes from so sadly we've got 31, 32 exclusive positions to us at the moment. We only work exclusive. We only work retained. We've got amazing relationships with our clients, which means we're transparent. We tell you 
the fucking salary. I'm going to swear, Charlie, because I market this, but we show the fucking salary. We tell you the name of the person you're going to work for. We tell you the company details, and we're visually transparent, honestly and open all the way through the process. That's what job seekers want. But then when you move from that and, and you start and you start looking at the, the whole job seeking experience, if you don't match one of those positions, there's only so much a recruiter can do for mm. you. You know, yeah, we can say who do you want to work for, we'll send us your C V, we'll get you registered and we can give you passing comments. That's great. But actually the difference this has made by actually giving up my time free of charge, taking my recruitment hat off and talking to people openly and honestly no agenda that's making the biggest difference and that's that's what i'm proud of to be fair that's what i'm most proud of the feedback we've had blow me away you know people going out their way to publicly praise the praise the sessions the support we've got in giving them is brilliant and if we can help one person they will be a client of the future a star of the future so you've had some real positive success where people have gone on to land jobs quite quickly after phenomenal phenomenal we we get people like you know a follow guy that's on the cv changed it it's now gone from six pieces of paper to one piece of paper you know you know my view on that anything more than one <laughs> i'm not reading um but they're saying i've never had so many positive responses mm. i've got a job i've got an interview it, it's it's confidence building it because actually you feel like your world has ended when you've made redundant. Yeah. You feel like you don't count. You feel like you don't matter. You feel like you've let yourself down, your family down, your friends down. And you haven't because it's not your fault. And that's the biggest message is to get people back on the ride. Yeah, absolutely. I think moving that on a step, you know, yes, it's really important that um, job seekers are, are pitching themselves in the right way, that they have a toolkit behind them you know a strong cv a a way of standing out in the market and a linkedin profile that's working that's a double-edged sword isn't it it's not just about job seekers being attractive there's a part to play for employers there as well yeah there is Um, there there is and i I think we 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 come on to that you know the, the the employers at the moment certainly within our sector there's there's got to be some wake up calls out there um Flexible working, remote working, hybrid working, creative hours, they're, they're available at times, but they're not available all the time. So we are missing out as an industry. We're missing out on a sector, in a sector as some of the very best talent. We really are. Um, you see, I, I did a post last week, or this week actually, about, about the four-day week. You know, the results from the four-day week were phenomenal. I don't know any business in my sector that's that's working a four-day week. Um, and people say, we can't. These are our trading hours. These are our open hours. Well, you can. Yeah. Create a shift pattern. Bring new bodies in. If you want the younger generation, um, you need to be offering the chance to work remotely, remotely. You need to be offering the chance to work from home. You need to be creative with your hours. You need to get your head around that they might not want to come and work in a suit. They might have a piercing. They might have a different colour hair. But these people are talented. And if we're not opening opening the world to them, they're actually your customers of the future. Because all of, most of our, our customers, most of our clients, they buy, they sell stuff, mm. they make stuff, they sell it, they merchandise it, they market it. It goes for a merchant, goes for specification. It's beautiful. It, it's high end. It's luxury, or it's trade, or it's underground. But those products are going to be installed, bought, enjoyed by someone. People like me, I'm 48 years young. We're on an exit plan. The younger generation are looking for something different, so we've got, to, we've got to bring them in. So employers, duty of care, do the right thing. And that's, that's what I think. No employer has got a God-given right that people should work for them. So 
we don't want to hear examples of, of employers treating interviews like an episode of Dragon's Den or The Apprentice, mm. right? Because that's not real world. Real world is being nice, being humble, being open, bringing the best out in people. Um, there's too many horror, horror stories out there, and the biggest complaint we get right now, and this is the message about employers doing the right thing, is actually go back to people. Because if someone's been bothered to apply for a job, your marketing's worked. <laughs> so your marketing's worked. Your marketing's worked because wherever you put that position, they've got in touch with you. If you're blanking them, how would you feel? How would you feel? And if you're blanking people that apply, or you're not considering them because their CV's not a hundred percent against hundred percent of you're looking for, and you're not looking beyond the CV, oh my God, you're missing a trip because so many people have got potential, medium and long term, and they're not seeing that. And they're not seeing that. So doing the right thing is really important. But can I talk about, about something else in terms of doing the right thing? So I want to I wanna do it. It's, uh, it's relevant to the positions we've been advertising, Holly. So we've had two positions going, haven't we? What yep. were they? We've got a... Recruitment consultant and a recruitment resource. Consultant and resourcer. So we've had how many applications we were looking at this morning? Yeah, over 100. Over 100 applications. Which is news to me. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to come on to you, Tony. Yeah. You're going to get brought into this because we're going we're to bring you in. Interestingly, out of 100 plus applications, there's only three that stood out. Yeah. Maybe four. Um, one stood out because... She's here now, and, and you know we could we could technically share our job seeking experience. Absolutely, but 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 we'll get you to do that. The others that have stood out have been because the they've done something different. So ninety five percent of those applications to us, people have done just enough. Yeah. They've hit apply on the job board. They've hit application. You know, and and we've got something come through. Um, two or three, a couple of them, they've they've rung and they've asked to talk to me. They've emailed me directly. They've messaged me on LinkedIn. All of a sudden, boom! You know what? What you did, Taylor, is you, is you presented yourself in a way which was better than than probably ninety nine percent of the others. That's um, right. But where you also caught my attention, Holly's attention, was like you were on it. You know, we we replied and you were a bang, show back to us, <laughs> bang, text back, like, and that enthusiasm. That's probably one of the reasons why why you're sitting here. But it must Love be. It. I mean, to talk about you talk about that. So the message I'm giving there to job seekers is if 90% of people are going to follow the boring traditional route to try and get a job, they're trying to do just enough, if you do that little bit more, oh, my God, you've got a chance of being noticed. And I'm talking about a specialist recruitment business in a funky studio office in, really in Denton Island, New Haven, Holly. Denton Island, New Haven, not New Haven not Marina. New Haven Marina, that yeah, is I a keep, different I keep, place. People keep turning up, but keep, <laughs> keep turning up by the boats, and they're going, Fort and Jones is in here. So, so, so we've got to move that. And, and you've got to think about how you can stand out. And that's another message for stars of the future. If, if 10 people are going to apply for a job that way, be the 11th who's doing it a different way. But what challenges did you find, Taylor, searching for a job in the good old United Kingdom? Well, I mean, I've just recently got back. I've been back a month um, after being uh, deported at the start of last year. <laughs> there you go, boys and girls. <laughs> so I came back. To the, the Taylor Jenkins story. I, 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 ca- I came on a holiday visa. I met a man. I fell in love. They slung me out. I came back. I've got a new job. This is my third time returning to the UK. So, yeah, when I returned, just as the pandem- uh, p- pandemic hit, um, I couldn't work here legally, so I had to begin teaching English online and just, to be honest, did cash jobs. 
Um, and then coming back here, being able to work legally, I was like, right, I can do anything. Um, and working with children, I was kind of done with that. So I thought, apply for all these different jobs, and I thought, recruitment resourcer. I like to talk, so <laughs> we'll go for that one. And I think I applied the day you uh, put the ad out. And I think I heard back that day or the next day, and I was like, right, I said to myself, I said, I'm going to get this job. And I did. And here I am. So, so there's a mindset thing there, isn't there? Did yeah. you apply for other jobs? Yeah. Oh. But I literally, when I got that, when I saw that advert, I thought, I just had this feeling. She told I was me, like, she I'm going to get Sp- this job. It was the Spaniels that did it. Was it? Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Like, there's dogs. Dogs, there's coffee. coffee. Yeah. And, like, the words funky studio. I was like, this yeah. seems like a happy... What do you think about funky studio? I love it. Do you know what? It's Charlie's so... a fan, isn't you, Charlie? Yeah, I like it. I like Char- it Char- Charlie hangs out. He hangs out. Yeah, um, it's just, you know, it's a nice, it's a nice space. And I think that's what... A lot of, I mean, I've never had a job like this before. You know, I've worked where, where I've had a set uniform and whether, like, other than working in pubs and stuff, but, like, I've been, you know, you've got to be there at a certain time. You get a, a, a set lunch break. It's half an hour, you know, because... I remember us talking to your first couple of days. You were like, when's my lunch? Yeah, it's, like, whenever it's you want. so different. Like, How long is it? However long, long you want. want. <laughs> and she was like, what? I know. Like, if I want working with children, she you're said, on she a said, ratio. She says, well, she said, you know, I've, I've got a... Um, I, I had a go at her, actually, because she said, <laughs> she said I, I had to rush because I was late to the Elton John tribute. I said, what do you mean you were late? Just leave. Like, you haven't got a... So, so I said, well, what about well, just take them, like you know, because we trust you, and that's that's something we have to, we have to believe in because we're a small business, mm. and you know we have to have the right fit of people, and we have to treat you like grown ups because it is busy and recruitment's a tough gig. Never never forget that it's not all podcasts and and, and meeting celebrities <laughs> like Charlie. There's there's an element to it as well. Um, Taylor, I think you're going to be absolutely well. Holly knows this anyway. We we talk about you a lot. We think you're going to be fantastically <laughs> successful. Thanks. Well, well, she did look. At the second part of my CV, so. yeah, I was, I was <laughs> in on the first. I was in on the first part, but but welcome to Team Four and Joe's, and thank you for sharing that. That was that was honest, and we love a bit of honesty. And yeah. uh, there, there, that's the Taylor Jenkins story, and I think it's just the beginning mm. of Four and Jones. But Charlie, um, you mentioned this at the top of the show, and I know we're tight for time in this episode, but a few things have changed since we were last in the studio. Um, I always talk about my family, so so my son, my eldest son Harry, he set up his own business. He's doing fantastically well, and people will follow me on LinkedIn team will know that we had a proud family moment last November when uh, Henry Joseph Jones proudly got his maroon beret as part of the um, as part of the British Parachute Regiment. He passed the the, the grueling, the, the most toughest selection outside of Special Forces. He's part of the Parachute Regiment. He's, he's with two para. Uh, he's got a new home with a bat with, with a battalion in Colchester. And uh, yeah, life has changed. But the the biggest thing in all of that, Charlie, is football because it's got to be. Who Thought Fulham would be smashing it in the Premier League. We're not just. Charlie said to me at the start. He said, "Where do you reckon you'll be?" I went anywhere above fourth bottom, anywhere <laughs> above the relegation zone. Let's just hold on. We are punching well above our weight. Yeah, it's going pretty well. I've got isn't a new it? song for you. Have you? I've got a new song. Yeah, because I want to give you a little player song. Really, this is for our unsung hero. Right, people think I'm going to talk about Mitro. They think I'm talking about Jao Paulinho. They think I'm going to talk about Will I Am. I'm going to talk about our right back, Kenny Tetty. You ready? Yeah. And he goes like this: goes Kenny Tetty, baby, Kenny Tetty, whoa. We got a thing, right? It's uh, anything goes wrong in the house, Kenny, deal with it. 
Get Teddy Dilbert. He just deals with it, mate. No, no one beats him. He's a. It's been a. It's been a great. You ready for it, Holly? Kenny, Teddy, baby. No, you no I'm Mitro. off. I'm off. You prefer Mitro's on yeah, fire. I do. Mitro will always have my heart. I think. Yeah. Mitro oh, doesn't play now, and I get really sad. Mitro got up. a hamstring injury. Mitro, Holly's, Holly's got a, a slight betting problem. We won't say that too public in case the fan is listening. But she has a little football bet, and she was on Mitro. So when Mitro was dropped, I was texting her from the pub, going, "You better catch out. Mitro's not playing." Yeah. Uh, but there we go. Taylor, obviously, you're going to learn this full and will be your second team. But Charlie, yeah. Arsenal, will they do it? Let's, let's go on record now. Will you do it? I'm not going on record, mate. I'm going to go on record and say that we'll carry on trying to do the best that we can every game, every day. It's like all things in life, man. You just got to carry on doing the best that you can and hope for the best. I think we should. Our target was to get top four. Looks like that's going to happen. Something would have to go really wrong now for us to miss that. So. I'm feeling honestly. I'm feeling chuffed. That, that's like we fooling, mate. Uh, 30, Thirty-four points keep you up. We got thirty-eight. Like so. Yeah, so I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm living the dream. Yeah, but, exactly. But what I would say, I, I think best best team of the season so far, Arsenal. Yeah. Um, when it mattered against Man City, I thought Man City beat you up the other night. Yeah. Um, but you bounced back better. Yeah, and you it's bounced true. back spectacularly, and, and that's what it's all about. This is the thing, man. Like stuff's gonna. It's not gonna be a smooth ride. That's that's life that's the journey that's football like it's just not going to be plain sailing weather all the time and what we need to do is not get upset because we didn't beat one of the best teams in the world we need to just keep our heads do, keep do you want, composed do you want to and carry on playing well at Craven Cottage Oh my god! Oh, I've been saying that I want to go to the cottage yeah. for ages it's, it's, it's for the last up, year because I love up. Fulham since I've started working with you guys. My <laughs> love for the <laughs> cottage—it's infectious, man. <laughs> but I can't. I don't know if I could. I think, I think uh, mate, I would love to go for a, another game, maybe if you'd be so kind. But I think maybe not this specific. I yeah. don't think. Poor, I can poor Jack, it. poor Jack, bless you, Jack the lad. He, he came to the Liverpool game sitting with us and he took some stick. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think I, I don't think I want to be in that position. No, no way, mate. The off the offers there but with the and, and the other thing I've got to say for my listeners because this is very very special um, this season I've watched us beat Chelsea for the second time in my life so uh, that may be it, very doesn't, happy. it doesn't yeah. happen often but we uh, we need four points mate and if you look at the football league they're looking up at us so look what a great episode we're going to wrap things up now um, Charlie you spoke a lot there about football and resilience and keeping positive let's apply that back to, to some of the stuff in this Taylor, if you had to give three pieces of advice to someone out there right now looking for a job, having been there yourself fairly recently, what what three bits of advice would you give? Um, you've got to put the effort in, I think. You've really got to want something. And if you want it that much, then you, you, will, you will get what you want. Um, you've got to have fun. And... Try new things, I think. Yeah, okay. definitely. Nice. Good advice, Taylor. Lovely Thank advice. Great advice. Great advice. You playing, Holly? Oh, do I need to? <laughs> 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 I, I haven't been a job seeker for so long. I feel like I'm out of place. I talk to them a lot. Yeah. My advice to the people that I talk to would very much be um, try and stand out, try and make a difference, whether that's making direct contact where you can, not just passively accepting that your, your application is going to be seen, um, you know, going above and beyond and, and reaching out in any way. We were saying some of the other people that have, have stood out to us have been the people that have put the phone up. Um, that makes a big difference. Honestly, if, if everyone's doing it that way and, and hoping something would happen, someone who takes a little bit of ownership and, yeah. you know, make something happen, you notice them instantly. Yeah. That's great advice. Um, 
Well, I mean, how about you, Pete? Three three pieces of advice that you would give. Funny enough, I'm prepared for this question oh. because it's a big it's a big theme for the episodes. It's a big theme for the series, inspiring our stars of the future. So, this I think has come out. It's come out of the redundancy support, and it's come out of my personality and everything I believe in. Really, is that. Let's say I'm in the middle of Craven Cottage, Charlie. I'm on the I'm on the I'm on the halfway line. I'm talking to the Johnny Ain stand because I don't like the new Riverside stand. It's all too nice for me. I'm talking to my people in the in the cheap old stand. But the, the advice I'd give there's three components to it. Number one would be to dream big, because if you believe and you dream and you want something enough, you can achieve it. So dream big, you know, go for that job that you think you're un- underqualified for. Go for something that you might not get because you never know. You never know. So dream big. Um, To help you, my advice number two would be to make sure that your CV and your LinkedIn profile is a 10 out of 10 representation of you and your family. Because if you're dreaming big and you've got the best possible CV and it makes you feel special when you give it to someone and you're proud of it and your LinkedIn profile is working for you while you're asleep at night, you're constantly networking, constantly engaging, you're going to be in such a better place than other job seekers. And the final word of advice, and this is probably the most powerful, is it's all about you. It's not about me. It's not about these people in the studio. It's about you. And if you put your heart and soul into it and you mean it, you can be a star of the future. So I'll summarise. Number one, I want you to dream big. Number two, I want your CV and your LinkedIn profile to be the best representation of you as it could ever be. And finally, it's about you. So go out there, do something different, believe and make it happen. And if I could say anything else, do it with a smile on your face and have some fun. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, before we go, all together, Kenny Tetty, baby! (laughs) Kenny Tetty, whoa! That was... The first episode and how we're going to be inspiring the stars of the future. It's not going to be all about me and Foyne Jones. We have got some amazing guests joining us. Charlie, it's been emotional to get back in the studio. Thank you, thank you so much for listening. We will be, and I repeat, on iTunes, on Spotify, on YouTube. What's the Google one called? Podcast. Google, on Google Podcast. We're anywhere and everywhere you get your podcasts. Subscribe, listen. Let's have some fun. Thanks for listening. That's episode one of season six of The Foy and Jones Show.